Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and also to episode 159 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight, during the main show, of course, we'll be talking about Regal Cinemas is now officially starting to reopen. Uh, here in the United States, they'll be reopening starting July 10th, so I'm quite excited about that because I have a, at least one Regal Theater that is nearby to me. And we'll be talking, of course, tonight about the fact that there have been several movies that Odin has actually been able to watch recently, a couple of which I have yet to review and plan to review for the channel, including films like Guns Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe, where one day he wakes up with guns attached to his hands. Yeah, let's talk about that movie. And I'm about 75% 80% of the way through the movie Dune, and I've already pretty much made my mind up on the film because it's a David Lynch film, and David Lynch is very specific about the kind of films that he likes to make, and I've pretty much made up my mind at this point that I don't think I'll ever, ever like a David Lynch film because this is now the second David Lynch film that I've watched and have almost completely hated, though I will say Eraserhead, in my opinion, is much worse. But of course, all of that must take second place to the big news of the evening. And the big news of the evening is the fact that Jeremy is live streaming while I'm live streaming. You might have thought, oh, the big news is the fact that Jeremy got canceled off Twitter. Uh, that Naughty Dog went after his Twitter account. Well, let me put it this way. When you have, what, 20 plus DCMAs against your account, what do you think is going to happen, Jeremy? When you keep on putting out copyrighted material, what do you think is going to happen? Think they're just going to leave you alone? Patui, of course not. But you have to go and stream when I'm streaming. You have to go and try and take over my time. You know what happens, Jeremy? Jeremy, you know what happens when you stream when I stream? You want to know what happens when you cross the streams here on the One Man Low Council on Tuesday nights? Everyone around here knows what happens. And it's this. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. Damn right. Jeremy, I have to declare you excommunicado. I have to do it. I have to do it. Now you join the ranks of Josiah Rises and Rosetta Allen as a part of the excommunicado of the OMB podcast. So, thank you very much. I've been wanting to add someone else to it, and now, Jeremy, you're there. But anyway, I uh, hope everyone is doing well this evening. Very glad to see everyone in here. Let's start over on DLive because I still want to make up for the fact that DLive went down a couple of streams ago. So let's go ahead and see who is over there right now. We got Captain, Captain rather, Adam Frank in the clan over there. What's going on, Captain Adam? We got Captain Mr. Roy, Captain the K-Man saying, what up, DLive? What up going on, fam? How's it going? Captain Mr. Roy once again saying hello. Captain D-Nice says hello, DLive fam. What's up, says Captain K-Man. He also says... Great news to hear Regal reopening. Hopefully my city lets them, because our governor postpones reopening the city every week. I'll be glad when I can move. Well, very, very much hoping that the theaters reopen near you. As I said, in the United States, it is around July 10th that they plan to start reopening the theaters. Of course, in the states and in the cities and in the towns that actually allow them to reopen, they're obviously still very much restricted by whatever the local law says. And so you can imagine a lot of theaters in New York and the L.A. areas and all the major states that have been impacted mostly by COVID, that they will probably be a little bit further behind that July 10th opening. But the fact that we have a date on paper for now the second largest theater chain is great. And AMC is the largest. They've started to reopen theaters in Europe. That's eventually going to come back to the United States. Cinemark, the third largest, 
obviously has already said that they're going to start to reopen in the United States around June 22nd, June 24th. And it'll have a systematic opening across the country. So if you live near Cinemark, your theater should be opening within the next, you know, few weeks. Spent, you know, or at least some theaters are going to be opening within the next few weeks. And by the end of July, all Cinemarks plan to be reopened. Now, of course, Regal being added to that discussion. Them, of course, having the next most theaters to AMC is very exciting because it just means more options. It means whatever films are actually going to get released, whether it's unhinged. Oh, Lord, Unhinged. That, that's a movie that now I have to see because I keep trolling it and I keep making fun of it. I have to see that film opening night now. I have to. Uh, for those that are not aware, it's the next film starring Russell Crowe where he plays a guy with road rage. But it's when road rage goes wrong. So if that's a film that you want to see, boom, there it is. And as Captain Heist has said, yes, indeed, Jeremy, Jeremy has been declared excommunicado. Uh, but anyway, hope everyone's doing well in the chat. Let me go ahead and catch up with my YouTube peeps. Lord knows we'll probably have a small community tonight. We have 24 people watching. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate that, bud. Putting yourself in a situation that you yourself caused by your own hand. I feel no sympathy for you. Patui, I spit at you. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews got here early. What's going on, man? Zoom 1975. G Monkey76 is here as well. Hypernext 13 is in the chat. Tina B. In the chat, what's going on, Tina B? Thanks for letting them know, know, letting them know how to contact me. I appreciate that very, very much. Glowin the Hobbit says, Odin's pizza didn't get cold. No, my pizza was hot, hot, hot. And by the way, I <laughs> uh, speaking of Twitter, I have to give a shout out, and I want to make sure I get his Twitter handle right. Because uh, Piri Chan, if you've been following Friday Night Tights for a long time now, you know him, you love him, but Piri Chan... Uh, is is just fantastic, and his 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 handle is at Hey Songbird. So if you are not following this dude on Twitter, you gotta. I mean, this dude is a freaking legend. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna post that oath on to the uh, D Live fam. Post that to D Live, and I'm also gonna post that here in YouTube as well. Again, at Hey Songbird. This dude is a legend. He has made a video. Uh, which I don't have downloaded yet, but I, I will try and get it by the time the next show goes live. And it's a montage of me eating my pizza on last week's Friday Night Tights, set to amazing music, connected to, of course, the Spider-Man Pizza Time meme, and I love it. It's fantastic. So shout out to you, good sir. Uh, you are a freaking legend, man. But yes, Pizza Time indeed. And with everything going on on Twitter, I don't know if anyone saw this, but uh, someone tried to cancel Domino's. Because Domino's responded back in 2012. Back in 2012 was when the original comment was sent about Domino's. And it's from the person that is currently uh, the, what is it, the, uh, uh, not the marketing secretary, but anyway, the person that goes and speaks on behalf of the president. That's who this person is now. So this was sent back in 2012 when this woman was still in college. This, per this woman was just a regular everyday person in college. Shouting out Domino's, and Domino's thanked them for doing it. So then all of a sudden, they dredge up this tweet, and they try to cancel Domino's. And Domino's says, Dear Lord, only in 2020 could you be canceled for thanking a customer back in 2012. And I'm like, boom, Domino's, that is how you handle it. And I've been seeing them liking and retweeting a bunch of awesome stuff. Like, there's so much support going to towards Domino's right now. And all I can say is that couldn't have it tonight because we already had dinner planned. But I'm very, very, very tempted on Friday night before Friday Night Tights to go pick up some more pizza to continue pizza time for another week 
and for it to be specifically Domino's Pizza. Because Lord knows after <laughs> any company decides to say shove it to these woke police and these woke mob that's on Twitter, anyone that shoves it in their face, even if they're not being political with it, which they weren't. They were just being sensible, saying only in 2020 could you possibly get attacked for thanking a customer eight years ago. Like, that is the clown world that we live in today, where you get attacked for thanking a customer eight years ago. And the only thing wrong with this customer is that they are now currently the spokesperson on behalf of the presidential administration. That's ridiculous. And I'm glad that they called that crap out. Uh, Father Christopher Miller, who is a member on the channel, hail to you, Father. Glad to see you in the chat. Also, Manuel Hernandez, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate that. Laura Storis here. What's going on, Laura? She's been having some connection issues because of the, what was it, the DDoS attack that happened the other day. Um, service across the country has been terrible. I know that T-Mobile got affected by it, and a bunch of other sites and a bunch of other services apparently also were impacted by it as well. Uh, Josue Fagui is in the chat. Soul Assassin in the chat. Keck44 is here as well. Bexter, who's a member on the channel. What's going on, Bexter? Says, hey, everyone. Hope y'all are having a good evening. I am having a fantastic evening. Had some more turkey tacos today. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So delicious. And also some new and fresh baked cookies that I made for my wife to make her feel better. <laughs> happy wife is indeed a happy life. Keck44 says... Uh, Odin Gate in response to Pizzagate. Yes, that is the new thing. <laughs> uh, Alex McCarthy, who's also a member of the channel. What's going on, Alex McCarthy? Says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? Not staying tonight. Wife been in the hospital since Friday. Came home yesterday. She had a mini heart attack. She's okay, but taking care of her. Well, Alex McCarthy, dude, I'm so... I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's crazy. I'm glad that it was mini, and I'm glad that she's okay. Uh, please keep us updated. Our thoughts and prayers, of course, are going to be with her. Uh, yeah, get off this stream right now if you're still on, man. Go take care of your wife um, because that is very important, man. So uh, very sorry to hear that indeed, and uh, we are praying for you, all right? We're praying for you, and we're praying for your wife. Uh, but I will say this much, Alex, to try and keep it light a little bit, obviously. I'm glad to hear that hearing that she's okay makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, don't let her watch... Uh, don't don't let her watch uh, Artemis Fowl tonight. It will not help the situation at all. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. But anyway, I uh, hope that she's doing okay, though. Uh, Max, what's going on? Max says, one of your favorite movies is oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Have you seen Frank, Frank Capra's other works like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Did you know they were planning to remake it to star a female? Um, so to answer the question, yes, I've seen a couple of other films by Frank Capra. Uh, one of them, of course, being Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's a phenomenal film. It is fantastic. Jimmy Stewart at his best. And I think it has really great commentary that even still applies today about the corruption that exists in Washington. And I'm going to say to that last part about them apparently planning to remake it with a female star, what I would say to any modern-day remake, regardless of who the star is, stop. Seriously, Hollywood, you have a problem. Stop taking old classic movies and remaking them for quote-unquote modern audiences because all you end up doing is taking a wonderful IP, in this case, like Mr. Smith, was, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and destroying it. You don't improve it. You can't improve a classic. It would be like saying, "Oh, we're going to remake Casablanca, but we're going to change we're we're, we're going to change the uh, the location of the event. It's going to be it's going to be set in it's going to be set in Iraq. It's going to be set and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a Muslim family and it's going to be focused on that. But it's going to have the same themes as Casablanca and everything else is going to be the same. It's like, "No, no, no. That's not the point of Casablanca." 
Casablanca is Casablanca. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. The classics are classic for a reason. Don't touch them. Even if you were going to do a shot-for-shot remake with actors that look the exact same, don't do it. Come up with new ideas. Make the next Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. There's so many stories that you can make about modern politics right now. You can make stories about modern senators, modern uh, House representatives. You could talk more and more about the corruption. You could have a very similar theme to the original film, but don't remake the film. And your main concept is, oh, we're just going to gender swap it. Because it's not going to end well. Anytime that the basic premise of a remake or a a reboot has been, oh, we're just going to gender swap it. It hasn't ended well. Great example, Ghostbusters 2016. Why did they make it? Because they wanted to have female Ghostbusters. That's pretty much all they had. And guess what? It sucked. It was terrible. Uh, Tina B says, Evening all, smash the like button. If you want Odin's attention, type Odin question. Boom, indeed. Please make sure you type Odin question. All one word, Odin question. If you're wondering about how to spell it, it's all down here. Um, and also, of course, if you don't want to wait, because I do fall behind in the YouTube chat, especially, I'm usually about 20 minutes behind in the YouTube chats. Though, of course, with Jeremy taking some of my thunder tonight by streaming at the same time, who knows if I'll fall that far behind, but I probably will, because it's just the nature of, of who I am as a person. But if you don't want to wait, you can either super chat or donate via Streamlabs donation. It'll pop up immediately for me, and I will get to it much more quickly. So that, of course, is completely up to you, but it does also help to support the channel and keep the lights on and allow me to do things like giveaways and, of course, invest it back into the channel with new equipment. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, hanging with Odin while celebrating Jeremy being canceled from Twitter. Well, thank you, Forever Sci-Fi, for being here, and thanks again for being a member on the channel. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanatos Felicitas uh, yes, Jeremy has indeed been cancelled, and good riddance. Uh, Laura's story says, After reading your Dune review, I think you would appreciate the movie much more if you read the book. I don't think I would, though, Laura, and the reason why is because the, the, the story's not the problem. The story is really not the problem. Because I, I think that what a lot of people have responded to with my early review for that film has been, oh, well, you know, the studio got heavily involved. But after having seen Eraserhead... And most film buffs say, oh, this is like iconic Lynch and it's on the Criterion Collection. And so, oh, this is this is like peak David Lynch. I'm watching Dune and I can literally see David Lynch working throughout the movie, whether it's the really crappy voiceovers. Again, very poorly done. Who do you think directed them to speak that way? The director. Or it's the really odd sequences and the really odd visuals that are on screen. That's what David Lynch is notorious for. And I just think that he became famous because he was able to put weird and obscure and, you know, frightening imagery on screen. And people started to equate that with good filmmaking. And that's just not the standard that that I stand by. I don't think that makes someone a good filmmaker. Uh, But again, that's just me. But I have gotten the audiobook for Dune. I was holding back on getting it because it is apparently done by a cast of characters And one of the biggest complaints that I've read in the reviews for it is that at the beginning, the characters are very distinct and unique, but then as the book goes on, apparently it starts to be done by different people and it starts to get changed up or something. I don't know exactly how true that is. Most of the reviews are positive, but there were some that were going after the voices, and that's something that I need to have good in any audiobook is the voices have to be, you know, have to be great. So uh, I do have the audiobook now, and I do plan to uh, listen to it at some point. I'm going to try to do it um, and finish it before the Denis Villeneuve version of Dune comes out, because if anyone can do it well, it's Denis Villeneuve. 
because he is going to take the concept, he's going to take the source material, and then he's just going to add his cinematic magic to it. And I think that he, again, I love the visions of everything he's done so far. I love how he's built these various worlds with these, all, you know, all these different projects. And so, as I've said, until he makes a bad movie, I will stand by him and I will trust in the work that he's going to put forward. But also, that reminds me, um, I need to give a shout out to, uh, first name is Tom. Um, I don't want to say your last name on air because I don't know if you want that information uh, put out there. But he saw and, and uh, listened to my review of Artemis Fowl. And he is a fan of the book series that the movie was based off of. Very poorly from everything. It's so amazing. Like, that review has blown up. Like, you know, the, the views on the channel lately, especially since COVID started, have just been abysmal. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, it's, it's never been about the number. It's been about, again, the quality of people that are, that are here and are supporting the channel. But it's interesting because that video has, like, 4,000 views on it which is like 3,500 views more than like the most recent, like the, the most successful video I've had in the last couple of weeks. And the common theme that I'm seeing in the comment section on that video are people either thanking me for, for, for talking and, and just destroying the film or trying to explain, saying, please don't let this movie destroy any perceptions you might have about the book because they're just in love with the series. They're, they're in love with it, and they're so pissed that Disney took a project that they hold so dearly and, and essentially destroyed it. You know, they're, they're, they're pissed about it. And I can understand that. Right. I, I know, I, I, I know what it's like to be a fan of an IP, uh, to be a fan of a property and then to see a studio just completely destroy it. Looking at you sequel trilogy of star Wars. But one of the persons that was obviously offended by this movie being released and must've appreciated the review, or at the very least was concerned that my view of the, of the book series would be impacted by the film decided to gift me uh, the Kindle version of the book. So uh, that is something that I plan to read as well. Uh, and and possibly at some point, whenever I finish it, maybe doing a, a review of the book or doing a comparison and, you know, hopefully being able to see what these other people are seeing, the ones that are so passionate about their love for the book. Because as we all know, a lot of times the book is indeed not just better, but significantly better. Um, let's see, Forever Sci-Fi's talking to Tina. Tina says, Blue Velvet's not bad once you get past the close-up shot of the human ear swarming with flies and laying in a field. Yeah, something just tells me, though, based on what I've gotten so far, I probably wouldn't like anything he's ever done. Uh, Glowing Hobbit says, Straight Story by David Lynch was terrible. Uh, Mirror Jeremy says, Good evening, good evening to you, good sir. Hypernex13 says, let's see if Villeneuve can top Lynch. Dune isn't very easy to adapt. Need the Peter Jackson treatment like Lord of the Rings. And you know what? That's what I keep on hearing. I keep on hearing people say, yeah, well, you know, Dune's a very difficult concept and a difficult book to adapt. But I just think those are people that are fans of Lynch's making excuses for Lynch. Or when they say, oh, the studio got involved. And again, I think that's just more and more of people that are fans of David Lynch's work making exceptions for him making excuses for him. And again, I understand and know that there are times when studio involvement can destroy a movie. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of fans of Zack Snyder. And again, I'm not trying to start a battle or start a war here. But it reminds me a lot of it where they say, oh, the only reason, the only reason why Justice League was bad is because the studio got involved and, and because of Joss Whedon's involvement. And the only reason why the original BVS was bad was because the studio got in and cut it. And then the, the extended edition, it fixed everything. But it's still not true. The, the, the movie still has a lot of issues and it doesn't fix the fact that it's still a Zack Snyder film. In the same way, that's how I feel about David Lynch films. It doesn't matter if anyone played around with it. It's still a David Lynch film. And 
and I, again, the reason why I feel like I can say that now is because I can go to, in both cases, movies that they had complete control over and show very clearly their styles and show very clearly their mindsets, and I've hated it. So once again, uh, I, I just I think that that I just think that's a, that's an excuse. But I agree. It, it, Dune does seem to be a very complex story. It does seem to be a very uh, large world being built. Right, so many books were written in the series, and obviously it seems like Peter Jackson's treatment of the original Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit. I guess that would be a good example, right? Is to say I feel like you could argue that what happened recently with Artemis Fowl and what's happened previously with other books adaptations is they got more of the Hobbit treatment rather than the Lord of the Rings treatment, right? Lord of the Rings was epic and sweeping, and yes, it didn't do everything that was in the books, but it paid respect. You know, it didn't change things for the sake of, you know, any agendas, or it didn't change things for the sake of not being able to accomplish them. It, it just, it kept things the way that they, you know, they kept as much as they possibly could to tell in the stories that they told, which is why Lord of the Rings is still considered one of the greatest movie franchises of all time, and why so many fans of the book are also fans of the movie as well. So, yeah. All right, see here. Uh, but I do think Villeneuve, by the way, Hypernext 13, I do think Villeneuve will top Lynch. Because based on the body of work alone, Villeneuve is a much better director than David Lynch. And I stand by that. Again, I've hated both movies from David Lynch that I've watched, and I've loved almost every single Denis Villeneuve film. The only film that I don't absolutely love is a film called Enemy, but that's because it's almost, you could argue, a David Lynch-esque style film where it's style over substance. But even that movie has a lot more going for it because I think the acting in that film is fantastic. Anyway, uh, Father Christopher Miller, what's going on, says, Good luck figuring out Dune. I finished the audiobook and I still have no clue what happened. Oh, damn. All right, well, hopefully that's not the same audiobook I have, but something tells me that it is. Mirror Jeremy says, You have canceled Jeremy. Damn right. Damn right he's canceled. Uh, Larry Larry, of course, he has been canceled indeed. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, this is the G-rated stream, unlike Jeremy's. Yeah, Jeremy's streams are never G-rated. They're never even PG-13 rated. Uh, they are always R-rated. Uh, Joby's Run, what's going on? Glad to see you in here. Uh, Captain Dean Heiss is here. What's going on? Oh, member Dean Heiss, rather. Sorry. Member Dean Heiss on YouTube. Greetings, YouTube chat. Dean Heiss crossing the streams, jumping from D-Live. To say hello. Jacob Juice, dude. Jacob Juice in the chat says, hello, Odin. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Jacob Juice uh, is one of my newest Patreon members. Dude, um, I tried contacting you on Discord. I think you joined the Discord so uh, server. Check Discord. Check your direct messages because I need to get you into the giveaways channel over there, man. Uh, that way you can get access to it because I do, indeed, for my uh, $5 and up backers on Patreon subscribe star, do giveaways and I will ship internationally. I will ship internationally if you happen to win. It might be more complicated because we want to make sure if it's a Blu-ray that you win that you get the one that will actually work in your region, but I'm willing to work with it. Ask my friends from Australia. Uh, they have gotten films and stuff sent to them. So, uh, Jacob Juice, glad to see you in the chat, man. All right. Uh, Happy Dinosaur 8000 is in the chat as well. What's going on? Happy Dinosaur. Hope you are doing very, very well. All right, chat has jumped on me like I thought that it would, um, but hope everyone is doing okay. Um, let's see, let's make sure no comments were skipped. None were skipped. Orange Hair Review says, you streamed while another streamed. Jeremy, you leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. No, 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 no. I have a scheduled stream every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. 
every single time. There's been very few occasions where I've had to either move the time, or in most cases, I wouldn't even move it. I would just cancel it outright. This is inexcusable, because Jeremy just decides, hey, I can, you know, Jeremy's mindset is, I can just stream whenever I want, and I'll have 2,000 people watching me, where I'm like, well, I have a scheduled time, because I want to make sure that (laughs) the people that will watch my streams know exactly when I will stream, because if YouTube ghosts me or anything like that, I have no idea, so... (laughs) It's not fair. It's not fair at all. Uh, But anyway, let's see. We have 32 people watching. So for the 32 people watching, thank you so much for the love and support. I really do appreciate it. You are awesome. All right, let me go ahead and jump over to DLive real quick. Captain K-Man says, eating Domino's pizza right now just got delivered. Captain K-Man, you are a legend, and I plan to show my support to them as well. Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but something tells me it's not good, so Ali, you're gone, man. Bye-bye. I do not put up with the nonsense over there on ZD Live. I don't put up with it. Uh, Happy Dinosaur 8000 is over on DLive as well. What is going on? Uh, He says this, David Lynch is good with visuals, but with everything else, in my opinion, he sucks. I think that's a good statement, because there are definitely a lot of great visual effects that he's able to do. Right, especially when you look to practical effects, most of them are pretty cool. Like Eraserhead has a lot of really well done visual effects, but the story around it's terrible, right? And just everything else around it is just so again style over substance. I would argue that I don't think Dune has very impressive effects because when you look at the fact that that film came out in what 1984, and you had literally three Star Wars movies that came out prior to it. I feel like the effects in Star Wars are much more groundbreaking and are and still, in my opinion, very much still hold together in 2020 than Dune's effects do. And I think that kind of speaks to the level of effects that we got in the film. Now, I don't know what the budget was. I'm assuming it was pretty large, though. In fact, let me go ahead and uh, try and look that up. Dune uh, 19, 1984 budget. So let's see, it says $45 million, um, but that's, of course, in 1984 money. So let's go ahead and let's put in inflation. Inflation calculator. It's always a beautiful thing to get the inflation calculator. Uh, But anyway, so let's take 45, and that was going to be in 1984. So that would be roughly $110 million today. So it would be the equivalent of $110 million. So one could argue that's not a very high budget. Okay? So I'm actually, I'm actually willing to in this circumstance. But then mm, I say that, and yet it might not be a high budget or as high of a budget in today's dollars. But back then, $100 million equivalent would have been a huge number. So actually, no, I take that back. Um, they had all the money that in the world, and I don't think they got the money, or I don't think they, they got the effects for the money that they spent on it. That's that's my final say on that one. Prove me wrong, or hashtag change my mind. Uh, Captain Adam, what's going on, man? Outback Zach says, are you broadcasting from, oops, Odin's occupied protest space? Screw that, man. No. <laughs> None of that crap's welcome here. Captain Dean High says, I enjoyed Lynch's Mulholland Drive. I've Again, that's another film. That always gets mentioned. But after the fact I saw Eraserhead, and that was also another one that always got mentioned, and it was terrible, I don't have high hopes for that one. That's just my initial thought. Abax Zach says, The first Hobbit film was great, amazing, neat. Should have been one movie, though. The first one was not. 
when you go back to it, obviously you feel that sense of nostalgia, you know, especially in the very beginning when you're back in the Shire. And I think that Martin Freeman was, you know, again, great casting because I, I love Martin Freeman. I think that he does great work. But when you look back at it and you can't take it in isolation, you have to put it into the context of the rest of the movies. Compared to Lord of the Rings, it's, it's night and day. Um, I would have to say that. The first Hobbit film is leaps and bounds better than the other two, but <laughs> I don't know exactly how much that says. Camden High says, Jeremy's just so proud of getting banned, he had to tell people about it. <laughs> but again, why is anyone surprised? Like, I'm not surprised that he got banned. Again, he, this dude got so many DCMA notifications because of copyrighted material. It's like, what do you, what did you expect was going to happen? Does that mean that I think it's a good thing? Does that mean that I, I'm defending Naughty Dog? Hell no. But I mean, come on. <laughs> There comes a point. Uh, let's see. Captain Adam in the clan says, working on John Deere as I listen. Nice. All righty. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, what's going on, dude? He says, what was it about Dune that you didn't like? I'm just curious to see if you have the same reasons I do. I'm not fan, I'm not fond of Dune either. The, the most annoying thing, I, I'll, I guess I'll talk about it in my full review, but the most annoying thing about 1984 Dune are the voiceovers. I think they're terribly done. And it kind of reminds me a little bit, actually, of Blade Runner. You know how in the theatrical cut of the film, you had all of the voiceovers, and it destroyed the film because it just told you way too much, and it left very little to, to the imagination, and it was distracting? That is what Dune's voiceovers are. But something tells me that in the book, there's a lot more description. I'm guessing this, that there's a lot more description about telepathy and the ability to read minds and internal thought and internal monologue. But the reason why I think that the inner monologue in the movie sucks is because of the way they were directed. Like, literally, it's like, oh, Atarax, Dune Planet, it's red, it's full of sand, Atarax, Dune. Like, that, that's what every single freaking voice in the film sounds like. Like, just dead inside, no emotion, and it's just so boring. And then they have a bunch of random images being put on screen. Again, I think I think Lynch is vastly overrated. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I would say nay, nay. I would say nay, nay to David Lynch films. That's what I would say. Uh, <laughs> Micah Martinez. I can't wait for theaters to reopen on July 10th. Yes, there will be strict guidelines once they open up. But it will be nice to be back, says Mikey Martinez. Yeah, well, that is when the Regal Cinemas are reopening you might see uh, some Cinemark films reopen prior to that time, and also AMC theaters will probably be opening around the same time as well. Uh, so July 10th is not a hard date, but that is when the Regal Cinemas plan to start reopening here in the States. So at least we have a date, though. At least we have a time frame for us to look forward to, and hopefully it happens, and hopefully it goes off without a hitch, and, and hopefully uh, we don't have to worry about things getting locked down. I imagine that if there is another spike, which... Again, who knows if there's going to be a spike or not. I would say it's likely that it'll happen. I don't think businesses are going to respond in the same way, and I don't think people are going to allow for businesses or for the government to respond in the same way, where it's like, okay, I'm not going on lockdown again. Let's figure it out. Like, like if I have to wear a mask in public or whatever, okay. If that means I can leave my house and go to the theater and do all the things that I want to do, fine. Right? You're not going to be able to tell people, oh, you got to stay at home, or oh, you got to shut down your business. It's not going to work this time. All right. <laughs> Trust me. It's not going to work. 
Uh, Slice of Neon says, I survived Artemis Fowl. Slicer, why would you do that to yourself, man? Uh, he says, still think Unicorn, sco- uh, Unicorn Store is worse. Cass is going to have a rough time for this. I think the rumors of Dame Gen- Dench's agent hating her are true. Yeah, definitely seems that way uh, based on the <laughs> recent casting decisions that have been made. Um, or rather, the roles that she's chosen. Yeah, Unicorn Store is not good. Don't get me wrong. When I say I think Artemis Fowl is worse, that does not mean that Unicorn Store is good. What it means is that if if Artemis Fowl is complete crap, like like just poo, Unicorn Store is like the hair that's in it. So it doesn't make it that much better. It's not poo, but it's not great either. You're welcome for that visual, by the way. <laughs> that was the cleanest visual that I could possibly think of. Maybe I should have... You know what, Tina? I should have brought up chitlins. That's what I should have brought up. I should have... <laughs> I should have made that comparison instead. <laughs> if you can come up with another one featuring that, I would appreciate it. Anyway, HyperNX13 says, Russell Crowe is road raging because nobody is entertained by road rage. Are you not entertained? Isn't that why you are here? Are you not entertained? No. Not by road rage. <laughs> Slice of Neon says, you have to watch the foul pitch meeting. Nailed it. Yeah, someone sent it to me. I've not watched it yet, but pitch meetings are always pretty damn good. Thanatos Felicitas says, the quartering has just dropped a video on Jeremy getting canceled on Twitter. Of course they have. Of course they did. Father Chris Miller says, if you're going to declare Jeremy excommunicado, where's your candle so you can turn it upside down a la the movie Beckett? I haven't seen Beckett yet, Father. Um, but that sounds amazing. And I think I should start to, other than playing the video, maybe we should have some other symbolic gesture. That could be fun. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, Any mayor giving Antifa a free pass should be arrested for supporting terrorists. Those are his words, not mine. I definitely think they should be voted out of office. That's where I would stand on that point. Sasha Neon says, White House press secretary, they hate this gal for not putting up with the mainstream media fake news nonsense. I want dominoes now to anything is better than NYC these days. Yeah, and I think that is something that obviously is going to be up to your opinion, uh, you know, depending on your own political affiliation. But I think that we can all admit that seeing that this tweet and the whole thing was back in 2012 when this person was in college and that's what's being complained about. Like, it would already be ridiculous. Like, if if any company responded to a politician or responded to someone that works for a politician and people freaked out about it, that would be stupid of them to react that way. But it's even worse when you're reacting to something that happened eight years ago when the person in question was a college student and a company is thanking the college student. Like, that, like seriously, you realize how low the modern-day discourse has become? It's very clear when you look at the whole nonsense going on with that. But again, hallelujah to Domino's. Seriously. Uh, Let's see here. Max says, you don't believe in Pizzagate, do you? Obviously, there's terrible people in Hollywood. But here's the thing. I've never really dug too deeply into Pizzagate. I know it has to do something with Jeffrey Epstein, but that's all I know. Like, I'm just going to be honest there. I really don't really know. I'm assuming it has something to, like, again, I don't know why it's called Pizzagate. I guess that's the main thing. I know that it has something to do with Epstein, which means it has something to do with a lot of the really dirty, disgusting things that Epstein was doing and a lot of his pals in Hollywood were doing. Uh, That's pretty much all I know about it. 
Uh, Slice Neon says, so Last of Ma'am has gangs fighting for control of Seattle. Art imitating real life now. Truth stranger than fiction, though I have not heard of any golf attacks in the Chad yet. So they're, I guess, talking about Last of Us leaks, which I have not personally uh, really been following all that much. Uh, Thanatos Felicitas says, Barb Wire starring Pamela Anderson was a remake of Casablanca and it was horrible. Is that true? Was it really a remake or was it not? By the way, hope you enjoy the little Mary Did You Know image of uh, of Willow. I think it's adorable. I think it's cute. But anyway, uh, Riff Magos uh, sent a donation via Streamlabs. So thank you very much, Riff Magos, for sending that. Uh, thank you so much. He says, Hail Odin. Thank you for always being the humble voice of reason. Cue Irish voice. You're a legend, lad. I will thank you very much, Riff Magos. I appreciate it very much. And for anyone that's in Ireland that's offended by this voice, I am very, very sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Riff Magos, man, thank you so much for all your support on the channel, and thank you for that very generous donation. I appreciate it, man. Uh, but getting back to Thanatos Felicitas, Barbed Wire, is that really a remake of Casablanca? Or is it a film that, if you look at it and you think about it, you realize, hey, this has a lot to do with and a lot of similarities with the film Casablanca. But it's not actually. <laughs> uh, Tina B says I look forward to going to Seattle next year for a nice a pre-cruise before Alaska now I'm going to be in and out pretty much not supporting the fake nation of Chaz yeah I wouldn't want to travel there at all like if you're going there just because you need to get to the boat I would be like alright I'm getting there so that I can go straight to the boat because I don't want to spend any time in that city that's what I personally would be doing but lord knows that you want to make sure Tina to stay safe so no matter what you decide to do, please stay safe because these people are crazy. The ones that are setting up the chazes and everything like that. Hypernex13 says, what's your favorite movie logo? One that comes off the top of your head and is iconic to you personally. But what do you mean by logo? Do you mean like the, the movie poster? If you mean movie poster, Back to the Future is always one that, that catches my eye. I just think it's very well designed. Um, and I love how each of these subsequent films just takes the same template but adds to it. So in the first film, it's just Marty. In the second film, right, you get the added where it's the Mar it's Marty and the Doc. And then by the third film, you've got Marty, Doc, and then um, uh, Clara. Like, you have, you have all, again, this is really fun to see. And, of course, the clothes change, too. Uh, so I would say those. those. Those would be the iconic ones. As you all know, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. So those would be the ones that come into the top of my head, if that's what you meant. Uh, Tina B says, stop giving Hollywood ideas, or sorry, stop giving Holly weird ideas. Slicer told me to tell you that. Well, again, I I'm sorry. Cool and Hobbit. Drunk 3PO is participating on hashtag cancel Jeremy livestream. Excommunicado. Dude, Drunk 3PO, he's doing that because he has a stream starting in about uh, 22 minutes. I don't blame Drunk 3PO, right? Drunk 3PO just hit 10,000 subscribers. So, hail Drunk 3PO. Congratulations to you, good sir. This is still Jeremy's problem, all right? Jeremy's just saying, oh, I can go live whenever the hell I want. Hmm. Hmm, hmm. Uh, by the way, if you were not here earlier, because Jeremy decided to stream right before I started to start streaming, this is what happened to him. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. Yes, that's right. Jeremy has indeed been declared excommunicado from the channel. He has to make it up to me at some point. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, I'm sure someone has proposed a gender swap of Jesus at this point. Son of God, that's problematic. Oh, just you wait. And you know what the Christians are going to do? Not see it. Maybe do a, own, you know, maybe do a personal boycott. You know what they're not going to do? Rage in the streets. Destroy public property. <laughs> destroy theaters. <laughs> you know, Christians aren't going to do that. <laughs> They'll be upset. 
you know, they'll probably be offended too, but <laughs> they're not going to cause any chaos about it. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Um, all I can say is this much. If you were to take other religions in the world and you were to take their main religious leader and you were to gender swap them or change them in any way, much worse would be done. Sorry, not sorry. Mirror Jeremy, careful Hollywood doesn't like the idea of new original ideas. Be careful the mouse might take you out excommunicado style. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Max says, I hope they don't put an intro in front of Gone with the Wind. If they do, it better be a separate part of the movie and not insert it in front of the movie as a part of the official time code. It is. So, Max, it is. Um, based on what has been revealed to us and based on how – this is how HBO Max currently works. If you watch any movie on there or any TV series, there's always a trailer for something else on HBO before it. So what they're doing is they're just using that same concept that's already in place – only now they're going to put a trigger warning and then they're going to put this little film by a professor to explain the historical context of it. So all I can say is this. One, go ahead and buy yourself your own copy of Gone with the Wind if you can because it's been sold out on so many platforms right now. If it is sold out, go to eBay, go to a pawn shop and go pick one up because then you own it. They can't change it. They can't add anything to it because you have it. Um, and if you do decide to watch Gone with the Wind on HBO Max for any reason, skip it. Luckily, there's a beautiful thing called Fast Forward. Now, what would be really bad and something that would piss me off is if HBO Max had it where it was hard-coded in to the point where you weren't allowed to skip it. And they're like saying, oh, no, you are forced to watch. If you want to watch this movie, you are forced to. I don't think they are. I don't think they can get away with that technologically speaking. But then again, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it would not surprise me in the very least. Uh, what about what's going on? I see you in the chat. Says Hail Odin. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Tina B. I've only really loved the first two seasons of Twin Peaks back in the late 80s and Lynch 